Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to God is Gray, the podcast. Although I, as a Christian, believe that God resides in absolute truth, in black and white, we as people are stuck here on planet Earth contending with the gray. In church, gray areas often cause dissension, anger, and even hate. But on this platform, I welcome open dialogue, variety of opinion, and differing belief systems. God is Gray is meant to teach, inform, and simply trade stories with kindness, love, and mutual respect. If you have a story or perspective to share, please reach me, Brenda Marie Davies, at GodIsGrayXO at gmail.com. To support the cause and be a part of our community, donate to patreon.com slash gray. Now, on to the episode. Hi, beautiful people. So today we've got some really good news and some really bad news. The really good news is that our community, God is Gray, has reached 100,000 subscribers. For all of you subscribed, thank you so much for your support and love. I love you so much. This is a really exciting and special milestone for me. And for all of you that just watch without subscribing, please click that subscribe button. It actually means a lot to us as YouTubers. Speaking of your support, you all came through so hard for Stelle. She is the subject of the video, We Did It Out of Love. Unfortunately, the bad news today is that Stelle and I have received a cease and desist letter and we may be getting sued for making that video. I'm going to give you a broad overview right now and then Stella and I are going to have a conversation and get more into the details. And unfortunately, one of the purposes of this video is to crowdfund for our lawyer fees. Stella and I are not financially equipped to defend ourselves, but emotionally and spiritually and for the sake of doing what we know is right, Stella and I don't see another path aside from fighting these allegations. As many of you know, the video We Did It Out of Love featured a conversation between myself and a woman, Stell, who grew up in a specific Oregonian home church community. This community is vocal online, garnering thousands to, in one case, over a million followers. These couples sell books, host podcasts, write blogs, and make videos for YouTube. They all had Instagrams featuring their families and children. In other words, they and their theological beliefs are easily accessible online, and they do practice practice what a lot of people perceive to be a controversial, or as this couple might describe it, a countercultural version of Christianity. Whether it be purity culture, female submission, or anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, we survivors have been collectively horrified to see these doctrines getting some sort of hip Instagram resurgence, in part thanks to this home church community. So I spoke out about Dale originally because I'm a purity culture survivor myself, which includes the practice and teaching of female submission. And in my opinion, from my experience, that doctrine gravely hurt me and it took me years and years and years to rebuild and realign myself with the Holy Spirit and find a faith that resonates with me. So any of you in this 100,000 people in the God is Great community know that this channel has been built on me sharing the honesty of myself, my experience, my testimony. Also the purpose of this channel is to recognize doctrines that I perceive in my opinion to 
to be toxic, that have hurt me. We now have a diagnosis called religious trauma syndrome. It is diagnosable what some of these doctrines do to the mind, body, soul, relationship with God, the human psyche. If I'm not permitted to share someone's voice and their story, if I'm not permitted to shine light where I perceive darkness to be, then this channel might as well cease and desist. As far as the video in question, we did it out of love. The title speaks for itself. Stella and I truly made that video out of love. Stella and I both did not accuse any members of the community that she knew of corporal punishment or of teaching corporal punishment. However, all these couples were included in Stella's story because they are a part of Stella's story. What Stella expressed in the video is that corporal punishment was one of the things that hurt her in this home church community but also even if you're not a strong quote strong woman if even if you naturally are suited to following someone else this teaching is still harmful and it's still bad and just you don't have to be a Joan of Arc personality for this to harm you love is telling someone else I want you to be yourself and I want you to be the best version of you and that is not what this theology produces. Meaning, again, that purity culture hurt her. Female submission hurt her. These are doctrines that are practiced very openly in all these couples' social media, podcasts, YouTubes, etc. Also, in the first video, We Did It Out of Love, Stella and I explained exactly why we went to public accountability. Neither of us enjoyed it or thought it was fun, but Stella did it because she wanted to protect her siblings, and both of us wanted to help and give a voice to anyone who might be suffering under this kind of doctrine. Another reason we went to public accountability is because myself, Stell, and other people surrounding this home church community have noticed that when anyone is called out for different points of theology that might harm people, they double down and dare I say use a quote persecution complex. When I made a video about Dale, he responded with a video on persecution. When we made We Did It Out of love, Angie and Isaac Tolpin seemed to respond by vaguely alluding to myself and this channel and talked about their American right to defend themselves through taking action on others. So here we are. This video was never about Angie and Isaac Tolpin. They were included in the video because some of their doctrinal beliefs mirrored the things that Stell was talking about in her story, her experience in this specific home church community. In the aftermath of the We Did It Out of Love video, aside from the Jacobson family, not one person we mentioned, not one couple, reached out to Stell to see if she was okay, to see if she needed anything, to verify whether or not she was telling the truth, to call her a liar, anything. All that said, we're now going to jump into a conversation between myself and Stell. They want us to remove the We Did It Out of Love video and all pertinent materials. They want us to detract statements and apologize and also send $20,000 for lawyer fees. You'll see in Stell and I's conversation conversation that I did what I could to avoid this lawyer intervention. But unfortunately, I think you'll also see why Stella and I ultimately felt backed into a corner and felt forced to acquire lawyers ourselves. I will mention that the lawyers that Stella and I acquired do feel very motivated to defend us in this case, to defend our right to have made this video and to keep it up. And because of that, they are offering a discounted rate. So I am praying this doesn't go too far. I would love for this to stop 
before it even begins, there must be a better path. I truly believe that. But if we have to go all in, we intend to, our lawyer intends to, and I thank you all in advance for your support. If it's not monetary, I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for your comments. I thank you for validating Stell and her story. I wish we were crowdfunding for something incredible. Like we crowdfunded in the We Did It Out of Love video for a women's shelter in Oregon. So I'm gonna leave this all here. Now, conversation between Stell and I. Hi, beautiful people. Here we are with Stell. Hi, Stell. Hi. Um, we are not thrilled to be doing this, obviously, but um, we both feel it's important to just express ourselves and to help all of you understand why we genuinely believe we can't take down this video, retract statements, apologize, or send $20,000. None of those things are, I mean, the $20,000 is just out of both of our means, astronomically so. Uh, and then as far as apology and retraction, hard to do when we stand by what both of us said. And for me, I just uh, platformed and, and gave space to have Stell share her story. So I really didn't even express many opinions, except that the doctrine that Stell, you presented did have an effect on my life as well. I can't speak to how this community is living, but their social media, their YouTubes, their podcasts all do harken back and show this kind of theology that was very, very hurtful to my life. Not only hurtful, like I genuinely feel female submission and purity culture took 10 years off of my life where I could have been thriving spiritually, sexually, everything. So um, where were you when you received this cease and desist letter? Um, I, was, I was chilling at home and I just got your text and um, yeah, just like looked at it for a second and because um, you had made me aware that it had gone out because I don't regularly check things. And so I, I, but I did have my phone. And so I kind of, I got my alert first from, from you and was just, yeah, I was pretty, uh, pretty taken aback, pretty, pretty surprised. Yeah. And that was before I'd even read it. Like once I read it, it was, there was a lot of other emotions, but the first one was just genuine, genuine shock. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I would like to get into some of those emotions because, um, having a threat of like, law intervention, having a threat to finances, not only just as women trying to build our lives and support ourselves, both of us, but also in the midst of Corona. And, you know, I myself have one income household right now. Like it is very emotional um, to get something like that. And then I know it's compounded for each of us when it comes to you and your family. My first emotion was fear of finances. That's an Achilles heel for me, which I'm honestly just trying to take this as an opportunity to grow in this area and not be so afraid because I'm like, and we'll explain in a second why we feel we can't back down from this. But then the second thought I had immediately was, oh my God, I don't want Stell to have to read these statements that basically deny the validity of her story or even call into question the validity of your story. 
I didn't want you to have to see that. And so 33 page document and there's a lot laid out in there that I was worried would hurt you. I mean, based off of the first response that went out from that group, but specifically from the Tolpins, um, I was pretty sure they didn't believe me. Um, I think the law element really brought in, um, I mean, it is, it's a, it's a, an, it's an attack. Like obviously anytime you involve the law, it's, it's quite, you know, it's an, it's an extreme measure to take. It's not a discussion anymore. It's not a, you know, not a back and forth. So yeah, it's, it's, it's more of a threatening, a threatening thing to, to, to go through. So yeah, it wasn't just that we don't personally necessarily believe you or support you. It was, we're going after you. So that's definitely what I felt more of an attack sort of thing. Um, yeah. And then reading it's, it was very overwhelming to read through all, <laughs> all the many, many pages of just, yeah, of things that they laid out that were, yeah, that they didn't like about our video. So, yeah. Something that stood out to me that I wanted to read is um, the cease and desist letter from the Tolpins stated that, quote, I have created a um, campaign of defamation and destruction that gives rise to claims against myself for copyright infringement, defamation, invasion of privacy, false light, and misappropriation of image, among others. That stuck out to me because I'm like, <laughs> my partner even said of you is like, how did they ever think this video was about them? This video was never about them, let alone a campaign against them. If there was any campaign in this video, the campaign was for this group of people to look at their theology. They all have young children. Uh, most of them are not full-blown adults like you. So, you know, I even heard Angie Tolpin in a, in a podcast talk about how she doesn't speak with authority about having grown children or children that are getting married because she isn't there yet. To me... You are an example of someone that came out of this doctrine, not just corporal punishment, female submission, other things that the Tolpins teach and practice according to their own materials. Invasion of privacy too being absurd to me because I'm like, what privacy? If anything, I gave your children more privacy, blacked out all their faces and didn't want to expose in that way. And it was a campaign, if any campaign, to draw attention to the fact that these doctrines hurt you from your personal experience and to ask these people to check out what what their theology is and to figure out if what we're saying has any validity and also is anyone going to check in on the remaining siblings in your household and instead we're facing a potential lawsuit for speaking out against theology to me that I don't believe in and for you just simply sharing your story it's just it's pretty it's pretty amazing um yeah i mean which we we explained clearly in the first video but the, the point was was to for that group to just have a clear example of someone who had been through who knew all of those families very personally and who had you know kind of ingested and had been subjected to that theology and and for them to look at someone who came out the other side and was like, this actually doesn't work and this isn't healthy and this doesn't pan out very well um, as an example, like a real life example. And um, it seemed that the only thing that Tolpins took away was they, they seemed to have 
just hyperly focused on their portion of the video, which I may add included clips of them and in which the whole clip is entirely available where people can go and view it. Um, and, and it was never our intention. Again, it, it wasn't a, there was never a smear campaign. There was never a going through way back into the archives and looking for the worst possible clips. None of that ever happened. Like we literally just took, you know, this is what you guys publicly say and present on a regular basis, you know, which the theological issues we were talking about are regularly presented, you know, and then we pulled clips from that and put that into the commentary on this group of which it's not a commentary for me. It was my life for my whole entire life. And um, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. Something I keep saying uh, to my mom is that Angie actually reminds me a lot of my sister. She has, to me, this unfiltered heart on her sleeve sort of thing. And of all the families that we discussed, the least meticulously curated couple seems to be the Tolbins, in my opinion. Then she'll speak from a lot of like passion, from her personal conviction, from things that are upsetting her. Much like I see my sister, she's always speaking her mind. She's unfiltered. She's like, this is me, take it or leave it. And I love that personally, because it's a beautiful jumping off point to be like, um, okay, well, I disagree with you here, but I see your heart here. Um, you know, I wonder if some of her rub was that essentially at the end of the day, I don't know them, but I, I see them working really hard to follow their faith and, and be the people that they profess to be. But that said, like, again, we were just asking for them to consider that these things that they believe, according to these videos, which are at times heated, spontaneous for the moment, which again, I appreciate, um, to point that out and be like, do you really believe this? Is this, do you believe that children can be self-depraved? Like, let's talk about that. I don't think that's a healthy way to look at a child. I don't think we should consider misbehavior, being tired, things your dad said to be sin. Do you guys believe those things are sin? You know, is that the terminology, the phrasing, the way you approach your parenting? You grew up directly in this exact culture with these specific people. And for me, I grew up in the same sort of mentality and culture, just in a different part of the world. So I can speak to it from my own experience and what that sort of mentality did to me and how it hurt me. So I don't know. Maybe that's tangential, but I, I do have a respect for like, here's me, I'm putting it out there. But in response to that, you have to also realize that if you're not going to perfectly curate your opinions and what comes out, then you have to imagine that people are going to watch it and that they may respond to it. I've said so many times that people respond to me all the time, very negatively at times. And, um, and I feel it's my responsibility to ingest that and, and take what's good. Like there's that YouTuber Lizzie Answers who called me out on some of my birth control points. And I loved it. I didn't agree with everything she said, but I, I assessed myself and I assessed some things that I might've said that were like a little weird. And then her and I had this really beautiful conversation where we both got to clarify our opinions on it. To me, this is the kind of opportunity that the internet presents. And I wish it could have been received 
this way. I mean, well, my perspective, which again, I'm only speaking from my perspective, but if, if you set yourself up and you actively campaign for people to listen to you as a leader, then what comes with that territory is criticism. So that's something that, that all of the families that were mentioned in the video um, actively try for is for people to pay attention and to follow what they're saying. And that's a tremendous amount of responsibility. And I feel like I'm obviously not, I don't have a platform, nor do I wish to have one. But for you and your platform, you know, that, that gives you a safety net to have people challenge you and be like, because because people are listening to you, are processing or saying people look up to you. Like that's part of what being a leader, something that the Tolpins regularly talk about, um, is a part of. And, and that's other people holding you accountable. And again, there was a personal element in that it wasn't just two random people who had no context for this group or this teaching, just having a good time dragging people. So that was the furthest from the truth of what we were doing. And if it was perceived that way, that's unfortunate. It's doesn't make it accurate just because someone perceives something a specific way. I was speaking from knowing them at the home church where everything was intimately connected and, and just talking about the real effects of what they're publicly presenting to the world. So, um, so yeah, it's just, it's a part of, it's a part of leadership. Anybody in leadership is gonna, is gonna have criticism. Anybody's gonna have criticism. It's part of life. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's a Christian principle. Accountability is a Christian principle. We live in a strange world that the internet exists, but therefore public accountability and what we consider quote church has really expanded its definition because a lot of people are coming to my community for a church-like atmosphere to learn and grow spiritually. And, you know, most of these couples, the Tolpins included, talk about having ministries. So mm-hmm. as a Christian person, I think accountability is crucial and it's represented in the Bible all the time. And you can still push back on that. If you're held accountable for something that you disagree with, you're allowed to not receive that and be like, no, you know, I see it differently. That's perfectly okay. But to your point, this was never a smear campaign. This was never to humiliate anyone or drag anyone. It was much deeper than that. We are two adult women who have been very hurt by these specific points of theology. And we would like to point them out to you. Also, there is allegedly quote, sadistic corporal punishment going on under your nose. If you knew about it and you've been hiding it, that's a problem. If you didn't know about it, then this is your moment to step up and do something about it. We mentioned there are two siblings that are still in your parents' home. That was the invitation to me. That's why we did it to me, to say, this theology hurt us. Also, look at what's happening. Somebody do something. Uh, Again, a lot of the families who are now entering into these home church contexts, you know, have young kids. And so that's also what I was thinking of. Um, just saying this is not okay. This is, this is where this leads. This is where this theology and teaching, this is how this ends up. And I have been to the end of, of the line and I'm telling you, this is not, not, not good. The response to the first video and then was 
disappointing to say the least. And then on top of that, after I feel like everything had died down to get letters, not one, but several, <laughs> just extremely threatening letters saying that there is no way out for us other than to completely retract, which was something that we just, we talked seriously about, like we seriously considered it because our egos are not, this is not about our egos. So if it was about our egos, we take the video down and we talked about taking the video down and what that would mean. And, and we seriously thought about it, both of us for our, because there were two people involved in that. It was not a, one is like leading the other. It was a separate individual, but collective effort. And we just, looked at it from every angle, looked at every possibility. We asked our friends and we asked our people that we trust, is there any way for us to not do this? And, and the, the conclusion that we had to come to was no, we cannot retract. We can't retract. We can't. So you just can't. Yeah. You, this video came at a huge personal cost to you, which, you know, we've remained really good friends in the aftermath of this so I know how that all looked and and what happened behind the scenes and for me um if I took down this video without your consent because I got afraid uh of you know a monetary threat or legal threat I true I don't understand how that wouldn't be a massive betrayal to you and a betrayal to you know, every, everything you put forth in that moment to do what you believed was right, to do what I believed was right. If I were to retract that without you, I mean, I don't even think I could look you in the eye anymore. I mean, everyone, which I'm a human being, so the, the perception, and I think for you too, before we released the first video, we were concerned about perception because it was a public thing that we did. And obviously, anytime you do something public, you're going to get questioned. But the response and, and, and the aftermath was just truly, yeah. I expected some of it, like for me, for the for, cause I, again, grew up in this whole environment. So I was pretty sure for most of it, I was prepared for the backlash that, um, was received. Um, but I think the most hurtful thing that outside of my family that happened was just the complete lack of accountability and care for the women and children in the group, which was what we talked about. And the main point of our first video was that these people are not protected because this theology does not protect them. I mean, if you had said that you wanted to take down the video because you felt like you wanted to retract, then I would, then I, you know, I would have figured out how to, you know, process that. And, and cause you know, but, more to process. I mean, no, that's even you just saying that I'm like, God, no, no. I don't want you to have to go have to like go on another spiritual journey to try to, forgive yet another person for doing the wrong thing to you um so you didn't hear from any of these couples outside of like one member of your family before the video came out yeah I heard I heard from no one yeah not one person reached out to me um so no one checked in to make sure you're okay no one even checked in to call you a liar like nothing nope that that is what I don't understand. 
when we talk about character defamation, I'm just like, what's a good character? This is just my opinion. I, I believe people could have put forth a showing that would have made me perceive them to have a good character. To me, that would have been, and, and I would have put out a video giving them all the accolades for that. If the Tulpins had called you and been like, oh my gosh, we're so worried about you, sent you love, like figured out what was going on in your household, I would have had so much gratitude and respect for that. I don't yeah, know how that didn't happen. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, and half, were you not expecting that to happen? I don't know. I think I always have. I Again, I don't really consider this situation to be about me. I saw it as like a larger, a much larger issue of this whole group. And um, I think of all of those little kids that are still in those families that are just little who don't know what's happening to them. And I obviously can picture the journey they're going to have to go on if they even go on it, or if they just perpetrate the cycle um, of teaching that they're, they're being taught right now. But um, yeah, I don't know what I expected. I obviously had hopes that someone, somebody in that group would call people out privately even and just be like what is hap what is going on here um but yeah it's it seems that that none of that did happen i did want to clarify as far as like in case any of my family is watching this video that um the only person who was responsible for that situation did you know did reach out to me but it was before they had even seen the video so i just want to like clarify that um because other people did in within my family reach out but they're not responsible for the situation anyway so just want to clear that but but yeah no definitely no response privately and then publicly it was it was a big campaign on almost on every platform to either not address it um or to distance as much as possible from yeah so the roll-offs and the smiths stayed dead silence uh not a peep no matter and i was reading the comments because people would tag me in them they weren't like you mother effing bull like they were not like that maybe a couple were but the vast majority were have you seen that your mentors have been called out for corporal punishment will you please respond to this very very polite very just like asking for accountability as we are to do in church community so on you know, aside from that, the Partridges and Tulpins did put out statements that looked very similar. A lot of people thought they probably worked on them together. I don't know that for sure. Like, um, I'll have them accessible so you can make a determination. They both denounced the teachings of Mikey and Debbie Pearl, but neither specifically denounced corporal punishment which doesn't imply that they use corporal punishment and could have been an, an oversight in the emotion of like trying to get out a statement. But that was notably absent. They also both used your birth given name, which you no longer go with. And a lot of people were offended by that. The Tolpins did change the statement to reflect the real name that you want to use, which is Stell, which I think we both appreciated. But, you know, aside from that, it was still like, a huge distancing from you yeah and, and from my family um yeah which 
again, all these, all these concepts are publicly accessible as far as like how home church operates. It's laid out very clearly on every one of these platforms, how close a home church is. And so if you haven't been in a home church, you don't understand maybe how intimate, like it's an extension of yourself, like the other people in that church. And so the fact of the matter is, is I intimately was associated with these families. Um, and yeah, and, and intimately knew them as a person, as a human being. And, um, and like you mentioned, either I'm off my rocker and someone should check on me anyway, or th- th- this is true. And either way, what are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. So, yeah. So basically what happened is we got this 33 page cease and desist. Um, and then they did offer, uh, that we could, it would all stop basically if we were able to meet these demands to take down the video and all the materials, retract and apologize, never speak of them again and send $20,000. This is America. Angie and Isaac talk about American rights a lot. I don't understand a world in which we're not allowed to speak about doctrines that we don't believe in. I think they should be afforded the same right if they, if and when they see me espousing doctrines that they find harmful in the world, that they want to combat so their children have some sort of retribution against what I say. They have every right to do that, and I, I believe they should maintain that right. And therefore I should be afforded that same right because these are just opinions that are built on our real life experiences. But so retract and apologize. I don't even understand how we were supposed to do that. Um, when we were really just talking about our personal experiences. Yeah, exactly. And also like people, I just also want to like, talk about you know balances of power because this is not a this is not someone who had a private instagram who had a group of friends and lived a private life this was someone who's actively campaigning to have a public platform and for people to listen to them and so that right there you've already signed up for for accountability and for people to comment on what you do and you know the tolpins had a chance to go you know on any of their their website or their, or their podcast or their Instagram or anything and talk specifically about your video and address what was going on. And, and they chose not to do that for themselves. And, um, I don't even know why, again, I'm assuming it had to do with the whole distancing as much as possible. Um, but that's not a really, you know, that's, that's an opportunity that could have been really great to, to continue the conversation because that was your whole heart in this. And that's why you responded to their 33 page letter with an invitation for a conversation. Cause that's your goal is to talk because in your opinion and separately, in my opinion, the more we talk about stuff that's hard and difficult, and we actually are open to conversing with people who think differently than us, the more we're able to grow as people. And, um, so your whole point was, and again, we talk, you know, you, I think you said at the end of the first video, like the ball is in your court, like, let's talk about it, <laughs> you know? And if the Tolpins had called you up and like, I want to be on your podcast, we're really upset at you. You yeah. still had them on. You, you absolutely would have hundred percent. I would have loved to have them on. And, and, 
And that, that to me is a beautiful opportunity. I've done it with other people that have put out videos against me and it's been a beautiful opportunity for growth and for clarification and for the unifying of both of our audiences. And this is what YouTube is built on. It's built on commentary. Um, we're being accused of copyright infringement, but YouTube has a system where they have fair use. And the reason fair use exists, which is like you can take portions of clips of other people's accessible things. You can't go on private websites or like get people's private information and put it online. But if it's accessible, which everything we used is accessible, then you're allowed to comment on it. You're allowed to pull you know, a percentage of their material. And they were a very, very small percentage of this video. That's why us having to speak out about this is even shocking because it's like this was never about you. And if you've deflected from this community and you feel differently, you know, we can talk about that. So basically we were racking our brains and I said, is there any way that they would be open to a conversation instead of involving the law? Because the law is, is a very ruthless thing. And I've seen lawsuits go down and the only winners in lawsuits are lawyers or egos. And we're not supposed to be playing into either egos or lawyers. That's not Christian principle. That's not a path to reconciliation at all. I mean, it's a path to destruction very clearly to someone or more likely both of us because astronomical expenses is what we're talking about here. I wrote this letter, you know, with Stella's blessing and we hoped that it would go over. I said, my intention is that you will receive this letter with love. My hope is that we might become acquainted in a new context, one that edifies us each as believers and more simply as human beings. I went on to explain that the internet is a deeply impersonal place. I've been dis disparaged and doubted as a believer. You guys speak bravely and boldly. I'm sure this leaves you vulnerable to attack from those offended by your practice of Christianity. Um, and then I said, it's my belief that we have more in common than not. Our theological stance is in opposition in some issues, but our unifying belief is in Jesus. I asked, would you be willing to connect Christian to Christian, human to human before moving forward with a legal battle? I quoted 1 Corinthians 6 because I love and read the Bible too. This verse says that we bring defeat and shame on ourselves when we have the law intervene on disputes. And is there not anyone wise enough among us to settle a dispute without the law? And lastly, I said, I believe it would be an exercise of perseverance and strength, not weakness, to first try to exclude lawyers and discuss our differences over Zoom. And I wrote it that way because I was trying to make it clear, like, hey, if you guys still want to steamroll into a lawsuit, that's going to be your prerogative. But let's try. So to my dismay, uh, and I forwarded this to Stell when I received it, the response I received was, Brenda, while we appreciate the tone of your email and that you are trying to find common ground, the facts remain clear as stated in our attorney's letter. What you did on the subject episode is unlike any of your others. It is actionable defamation and copyright infringement. Before we agree to try to resolve this amicably with you and without getting lawyers even more involved, which to me implied we're not backing out of lawyers. You need to answer one question directly for us. I did not bold this or underline it. It came this way. Are you going to comply with our demands or not? How do you propose you clear our names so we can all move forward? 
I do hope we can amicably and professionally resolve this, but if not, we are prepared to continue the long game to redeem the ministry God has directed us to lead, which has been helping thousands of people. Even reading it again, it's it's, it's just so aggressive. And it's the long game thing too. I'm just like, oh my God, really? We both have families. We both have work to do. We, we are both, in our personal opinions, doing good work in this world. This to me would be such a distraction, such a suck of time, energy, resources, money. I don't know why it has to be this way. There has to be a better way than this. The, the first thought I had when I got well, the first letter and the second letter was that um, just like thoughts of my family and people I love getting dragged into a court case, um, which is what will happen in terms of like potentially that, you know, any one of those families or, or things, situations or theologies or, or people that were mentioned in that video can get drug into a court of law. And it just would be so painful to the people I love. And so that's honestly was a main, we both had main motivators for to not to take it down and to comply, even though we couldn't financially comply. Like we would have no way to, we would have to work something out there, but like we were just, just scratching our heads going like, what do we have to do to make this go away? Because the cost for us both individually would just be again, just, pretty astronomical um so that's what I'm not angry at this but like that made me angry to for them to bring my family back into this um my siblings back into this is what what I mean and um just the thought that that I would be they're making me responsible for that potentially happening and it was just you know that was that was hard to handle for me um who's who's gonna get the blame if if they get drug into a court situation it's only going to hurt you and your siblings to have to do that and And even i i even i mean we we even thought about we even their kids like like the heartache of of a court case um i work in i work in the, the field of law and i'm just like it is not pretty. It is not a nice place. And, and, you know, you're basically the scenario that you create is one person is walking out here winning. And so it's, it's us or them. It's an us or them mentality, which definitely permeates that whole group. Um, And I just was surprised. I was surprised that this would have been something would, would have been a recourse for a small part of a video where they had every opportunity to publicly retract or defend their position um that they are publicly putting forth so it's just it just it really sucks like everything about it sucks you know really does so the only thing i'll push back on that you said is i don't i've never seen a court case where i felt like oh there's a winner you know law is is really down and dirty and the way it plays out and what is required of you when you're involved in it I don't know. People always lose, whether it be time, finances, emotional health, all of it. I just meant, I just meant that the judge has to rule in someone's favor. The time, money, resources, heartache is applied to both people, you know, and to both parties. Um, So yeah, it just, yeah. The irony too is, you know, I, 
I, they're Christians. I'm sure they're praying to win this thing. And then meanwhile, I'm a Christian and I'm praying for there to be a better outcome than this. So it's like, again, there, there has to be a better way, but right now we're here presenting again, our story, which we didn't want to dredge this up again. This whole community really frankly disgusted me in their response or complete and utter lack of response to Stell's allegations. I was just going to kind of let it go and let it be and just be like, well, okay, great. That really had no effect in the community. Those kids might still be suffering and there's nothing I can do about it, um, unfortunately. So now here we are though, dredging it up again. So all of the resources are linked below. I'll the GoFundMe, the pages of documentation of our response to each other. And, um, you know, you, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we love you all. My God, who's a great community. Thank you for standing by Stell yet again. Thank you for standing by me. And um, again, if you can't monetarily support, understand this is a crazy time. And um, just your emotional support and your love is very, very valuable to both Stell and I. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's it. We love you all so much. God bless.